just came from a series where we were talking about unity. And this next series we're going to launch into is called The Reality of Life. Uh, the Reality of Life. And what the Lord uh, led me to do actually is um, someone else kind of had, uh, had this sermon series of one of my mentors. And uh, I kind of grafted some of it uh, from him but, and kind of formed it to where God has us, I believe, as a church. And it's kind of based on that. Remember, anybody remember that game, The Game of Life? You know, I mean, I guess you got to be kind of old or it's still around, isn't it? Okay. All right. The game of life. And it, you know, of course, what we live is not exactly a game, but it was kind of just a fun thing, I thought, um, to, to base the series on. And so we're going to be talking about the reality of life, the choices that we make, the relationships that we're in. I like to look at this series coming up as a little, what I call a little bit more of a light series. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be interesting, but it's also going to be uh, changing, mind changing, heart changing, all of those things. God takes all sorts of different approaches. There are times when we need to be knocked upside the head, maybe not you, I do, and so he'll bring that, you know, brimstone message you know, you need to get right, Sister Sharon. That's, I, I, need, I receive that sometimes. There's other times when God will come and, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be sort of light and he'll just tell you, I am for you and not against you. And any way God comes, it changes my heart. It absolutely does. If he smacks me upside the head, it changes my heart. If God comes and says, and I mess up and he says, I love you, it changes my heart. Because how could you, how do you love that way? That's my question for God. How do you love that way? And so it changes me. And so uh, this series that we'll, we'll get into um, over the next number of weeks, uh, The Reality of Life, it just talks about the things we go through in life. And one of the things, the base uh, foundational thing I hope to get through in this series is the fact that there are so many ups and downs in life. Sometimes we're up. I've heard this. Sometimes we're down, almost level to the ground, you know, and, uh, but here's the thing, one of the things that I got from Tony Dungy's book, how many people know who Tony Dungy is, he used to be the coach of the Indianapolis Colts, a Christian, uh, he has a ministry called All Pro Dad, an avid Christian, uh, loves the Lord, after their Super Bowl, that when you'd see them in the locker room praying, okay, uh, one of the things that I got from him is that when, when things were going really well, and just everything was going their way, he was not too high. He wasn't upset, he was happy, but it was, it was a good thing. When things were very low and their football team was getting beat real bad or something happened in his life, his son committed suicide, okay, and all of that, he was never too low. He's always very steady. And I believe God wants us to be that way. Now, that doesn't mean we don't need to be excited and rejoice and be happy. It just means that uh, we just need to keep a level head going through life. And whatever God says, remember Mary she, she, Mary, what Mary knows about miracles, whatever he says, do it. That's what we're focused on. In other words, what I'm saying is don't let the circumstances of life get you so high that you turn your back on some realities that are going on. Don't let the circumstances of life get you so low that you turn your back on the blessings of God and where he has you. He says, forget not all of my benefits. Don't forget the benefits that I have for you. And so God wants us to be solid, steady people that we can withstand the storm. We can stand. When the storm comes, we are planted on the rock and we can stand it. It doesn't matter. Sunny day, stormy day, doesn't matter. 
I'm still here. I shall not be moved. That's where God wants us. So John chapter 10, very briefly, I'm going to begin at verse 7. Jesus is talking uh, to his disciples and all of those who would hear. And I'm reading from the Amplified. I love the King James. I love the New King James uh, even more. And, uh, but for here, I just want to read from the Amplified very briefly. The Bible says in verse 7 uh, of John chapter 10, uh, says, So Jesus said again, I assure you, most solemnly say to you, I am the door for the sheep. Okay? I am the door for the sheep leading to life. All who came before me as false messiahs, self-appointed leaders, come on, are thieves and robbers. In other words, anybody who says they can lead you to enlightenment, come on, or they can take you to some place where God is, they are, not only is it false, Listen to Jesus' words here. That's why I wanted to just extract it here from the Amplified. Listen to his words. They are thieves and robbers. They are stealing your joy. They are stealing my harvest, Jesus is saying. They are thieves and robbers. But the true sheep did not hear them. I'm not listening to anything if it's not Jesus. Come on. And then he says, I am the door. Anyone who enters through me will be saved and will live, how long? Forever. And will go in and out freely. Will find pasture, spiritual security. He says, because listen, the thief comes only for a single purpose, only in order to steal and kill and destroy that is the thief's purpose now listen he just we always we assume oh he's just talking about the devil right there well he is the devil is included satan is included in that but remember what we just read he said all who come before me anyone who comes before me as a false messiah or a self-appointed leader are thieves and robbers and the thief comes but for one purpose to steal and kill and destroy. Now here's what Jesus, he doesn't leave you right there. He doesn't leave you there because he knows that you are to have a good life. Come on. And you don't have to be ashamed because God wants you to have a good life. There are no sweeter words than to hear the Lord Jesus say, I am for you and not against you. And I am not mad at you, but madly in love with you. Because what you do doesn't turn me from you. It causes me to correct you. Come on, there's consequences. We, it, okay? It causes me to correct you, but it's only because I love you. I want you back on the right path because of my love for you. And that's what we need to understand. He's not coming to steal or to kill or to destroy you. He doesn't come and say, hey, listen, uh, don't tell a lie. And as soon as you tell a lie, well, that's it. I'm going to destroy you. That's not the heart of Jesus. Jesus will come to correct you, and it hurts. <laughs> come on. But it's not unto destruction, it's unto correction. It's unto turning onto the right path that we might enjoy life, that we might be overcomers, that we might be the head and not the tail, above and never again beneath. That's where the Lord Jesus wants us. And so he goes on to say, I came that they, that means you, all who follow me 
All who come in through the door, I came that they may have, and listen to the, the Amplified, and enjoy life. How many know life is to be enjoyed? Now, I know circumstances come. I know they tell you no. I know your kids do some crazy things sometimes. I know your parents do some crazy things sometimes. Come on, kids. Uh, I know your friends talk about you. You're disappointed. And all of these things happen. Offenses try to come and all of that stuff. But you need to understand that life is to be enjoyed. And if we stick there, then we are stuck. It's our choice. It's not our choice what people say to us or even what people do to us sometimes. But it's our choice where we stay. Because Jesus said, all you have to do is enter in through the door. If you would get focused on me and stop focusing on the enemy, who, by the way, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. If you would focus on me, you would understand that I come, that you might have and enjoy life. So if you don't have and you're not enjoying life, I would say that we need to get our focus, come on somebody, back toward Jesus. If you're not enjoying life, your focus is on your circumstances. I'm not by any means telling you it's easy. I'm not telling you life is easy. I, I heard uh, one preacher say one time, you know, life isn't always peaches and cream. Someday peaches, someday cream, and rarely peaches and cream. Well, that's all right because Jesus to me is peaches and cream. And if I just look at him, I'm not worried about what life is. I'm worried about what Jesus is. Because he said that I am the way, the truth, and the what? Come on. I am the life. So if we're allowing life's downs to affect us, we're, our eye is focused on the enemy who, by the way, comes to... Come on. But Jesus said, I come that you may have and enjoy life. And he doesn't stop there. He says, and have it in abundance. The New King James says, have it more abundantly. But the Amplify says, have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. In other words, to a point where you say, thank you, Lord. You have blessed me so much, I don't even know if I can take it anymore. I mean, it's wonderful. Come on. I got favor. I am blessed and highly favored, as are you. God wants you to be blessed. That's what we're going to be talking about over the, number, over the next few number of weeks, about how the choices we make. See, it's up to us. Remember, God said, I, I lay before you life and death. Hmm. Choose life. I'm giving it to you. There is a choice. There is free will. You're not my puppets, God is saying. I don't have you on a string always doing what I want you to do. But you have a choice. And see, when you have a choice, you're more fulfilled. I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly to the full until it overflows.